Hey, what's up? This is CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0. This is episode three. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining. Hey, we're going to be discussing some very controversial and sensitive topics. We do our best to try to navigate this as we might not always agree with what we're talking about. Um, you know, so we're just throwing that out there, but hope you guys enjoy. Stay safe. Be blessed. Peace. do believe we are rolling. Peace world. Seriously, like this World War Three thing is so overrated. You know, um, we should really be striving for peace. I know there's a lot going on in the world. I'm Cameron Ra, joined by CJ the Day Slayer, and this is oops, Upgrade America. And on this show, we're discussing Bitcoin, current events, and of course, new ways to Upgrade America. Special Woo. birthday shout out to my lady Nayasha Kalami Misu. That's French. Happy birthday. My time is all yours after the podcast. But yo, CJ, what are we talking about today, man? Well, we're gonna talk about World War Three. Right we're gonna talk about left versus right in America. We're gonna talk about don't say gay bill. It's trying to pass in Florida. Let's dig into that a little bit. We're going to also discuss gender neutral sports. Should we start focusing on that? Um, you know, that's pretty much it. And then we'll go from there. Anything else we got to fill in, we will. All right. So, you know, I always started off with my Bitcoin rant. I'm not going to keep it too long because we were trimming down this show a little bit. All about brevity. Anyways, fun fact, like Bitcoin is being used by people who are supporting Ukraine. I don't Everyone's discussing Ukraine at nauseum. The, the Ukraine military is fighting. Even the president has boots on the ground, Kevlar body armor, that good stuff. But the citizens are fighting. They're holding down their uh, their cities. And the way that they're, a lot of people are funding them is they're using Bitcoin. They're sending these people direct payments and they're getting equipment and food, what have you. I just want to say that GoFundMe failed. They failed like terribly when they all that fuckery pardon me on sunday but all that nonsense with the the trucker convoy and everything was a huge breach Mm -hmm. and so moving forward i see a lot of funding for specific uh groups and and causes are going to be done with bitcoin and crypto next i want to say is like on this whole world war three thing in the unlikely event it takes it there there's going to be a lot of cyber attacks this is something that russia is known for but while i'm a big advocate of bitcoin i'm pushing this because a potential target is the swift network and for those who don't know what swift is it stands for social worldwide financial cheating my whiteboard Social Worldwide International Financial Telecom. And more or less, this is the network that all of your credit card transactions are processed on. All of your bank accounts and stuff like that, they're connected to this network. So imagine mm-hmm. cyber attack that crippled this thing. No commerce or no traditional commerce unless you have cash or Bitcoin, crypto, what have you. These crypto, Bitcoin, they don't operate on the SWIFT network. 
that's another reason why I speculated that that Vladimir Putin has a, a, a lot of Bitcoin or crypto because the sanctions proposed by NATO and United States governments, they, they wouldn't apply to that. You can't freeze that Bitcoin. And uh, then I could rant all day about the, the benefits of it, but just be prepared, have some cash on handy or better yet have some Bitcoin because if they hack that network and they've hacked networks in the past, like it could be uh, an interesting situation not to have cash or commerce. But that's what I got on the crypto update. What are we diving into next, CJ? World War Three. Let's talk about it. You and I have been going back and forth about conventional warfare and how the future of warfare is going to change. Um, I think this thing between uh, Ukraine and Russia is very interesting because we get to see our theories, even though it's messed up at the cost of Ukrainian lives, but we get to see this theory play out in real time. And so that's what I've been kind of looking at is, all right, what's different and what's the next thing? Just like you were just discussing cyber. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on just the whole situation in general? whole situation I'm pretty ambivalent because there's a lot of disinformation like what I'm seeing on, on Twitter which is a great intel source if you know how to uh, filter through the, through the BS but like the COVID narrative that was fed to us by the media we all knew it was BS you and I knew it was BS from like off the rip however the same machine is feeding us another story and like you can only take it with a grain of salt and be like hmm you lied to us a million times before how much of this is true something i learned today is that maybe putin's playing the same game is that there's some rhetoric about nazis putin is telling his people or at least this is from cnn and i don't really trust any of them but like he's telling his people that yo there's neo-nazis or nazis in ukraine and that they're stopping genocide and that's why they're going in to with military force and whatnot i'll, I'll send that over yeah i was like what how are the nazis in, involved in, in this but from overall opinion i just the intelligence analyst in me is seeing like okay europe is heavily dependent on russia for fuel so that gives russia a lot of leverage if you look around western uh if you look at Western Europe on the map, like I'm talking about Italy, Germany, all the, it's not very big. It's not mm-hmm. very big. Not a lot of resources and stuff. So it's like I could see Western Europe wanting a piece of to expand and take a piece of Russia. Mm-hmm. I could see that being in their best interest. But at the same time, conventional warfare will ultimately lead to nuclear warfare and, and other catastrophes. So. I believe that all world leaders are treading very delicately right now. Like, yes, they they do a lot of stupid shit. Like, or they do a lot of incompetent stuff. Incompetent stuff. But I would like to think, in a situation like this, there's they're using their intelligence to to the max. So, I don't think it's likely cyber attacks. Yeah, I could see that. But like conventional war. I don't know. What about you? What do you think? I think it's going to go extinct. I think this is like one of the last 
remnants of conventional war with like tanks and stuff like that. I think it'll go more to spec ops like we projected um, and cyber. I think that's what it's gonna go to more so. Um, still use, you know, psychological warfare, misinformation, disinformation, propaganda. I think those are the heavier tools because of technology is so much easier to do that. I agree with you on that, but um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Several nations, forget NATO, they all, they, they ride it out. But there are several nations outside of NATO, outside of NATO China, India, and uh, another country escapes me, maybe it's Saudi Arabia, but they do not approve of the United States advancing in military conflict with Russia. So we're on the topic of World War III. How would a collaboration between China and Russia and conventional military force against NATO and the United States, how would that turn out? Nukes are off the table. It'd be messy. It'd be messy. Almost like maybe a stalemate to a degree because I'm thinking of NATO and us. Um, But this is an X factor. The people that have resented us over the last few years, I could see them being insider threats. Our allies could turn into insider threats because they're tired of our rule as well. So that's the only caveat I would have. That's a big X factor. Now, a lot of intel- intelligence analysts will agree that there are countless sleeper cells from both the Russians and the Chinese that are within our borders. Of course. For those orders to... Uh, as you mentioned, become insider threats. This is just the a part of me that that believes this, and I don't have much weight or evidence. But a part of me said, thinks that there are people, elitists, who want all of this to be destroyed, so they can just wait it out in their bunkers and be like, "Oh, everyone's dead. Let's build a new world." Like, part of me that that is a scenario, but at the same time. I, I really don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, just we'll see how it plays out, man. I mean, oh, well, since we're still in Black History Month, I did want to bring this up. Something I saw was um, how Africans in Ukraine are being treated. I'm curious so, that ties into the whole genocide threat from, uh, from the Nazis that um, CNN was discussing. So I I was reading just on Al Jazeera real quick. Um, Basically, they're trying to get out along with the other Ukrainians, right? I would assume they're kind of Ukrainians as well, like in citizenship for the most part. They're getting, they're still, Ukrainians are still practicing racism while under this conflict. I find the irony in that if they're Ukrainian been living with you, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of reminded me of like the Japanese in America during World War II put into internment camps. Is I kind of Africans there? Say again? Is that what's happening with Africans in Ukraine? No, they're like just last. Like they're like women, children, uh, board first. I guess like the elderly board first to get out of the major cities. Mm-hmm. Well, the Africans are saying they're, they're disregarding them. Even if they do get across the border, they're getting uh, messed up. You know what I'm saying? They're getting harassed, all this stuff like that. So I just found that the irony in this, you're going through a conflict, yet you still have time to practice racism. 
And that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Like really, you don't think there was a documented racism in World War Two where the Americans are fighting the Nazis, but there's still racism within the ranks? Like, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't know. That, that part did kind of bother me. So, um, what's the other theory? You brought up a theory about the left and the right in our American politics real quick. We'll touch on this. Um, yeah, because, well, it, it actually goes hand in hand with what you were speaking about with the subversion and the, the psych ops. Now, like, Twitter is a valuable intelligence tool if you know who to follow. And mm-hmm. it, it, I follow people from the left and the right just to gauge pulse. And what I'm seeing is a lot of support for Ukraine, but that's based on the narrative. And again, we agreed that the news, the media has lied. So I take everything they spit with a big grain of salt. The right is very pro-Russia. They're like, oh, the common uh, meme that's going around is that the Ukraine wouldn't have tried this if Trump were in office. And be that as it may, if that is true, he's not in office, so it's it's silly to discuss. But there's a lot of pro-Russia support coming from the right. We discussed this on the podcast several times that I believe that the left is influenced by communist China, hence their socialist objective. And I do believe that the right is heavily influenced by Russia. And it's, it almost seems to be playing out with all this Russian sympathy. Me, I don't sympathize with any of these because I don't know what the heck's going on. If there's Nazis in uh, in Ukraine, or if there's a uh, you know, I don't know what's going on, or if this is all a big oil war. So I don't want to say I have no sympathy for you. Hold it down, like I I, I want peace at the end of the day. But um, there seems to be some political objectives that are bipartisan. Mm. Like that. That's interesting. That's something I haven't thought of, but yeah. Um, somebody brought this up, and I'm sure you probably ran across it. It's to distract from the pandemic. That's why. It's to distract from the midterms, because Democrats are about to get slaughtered. Let's just keep it honest. Um, so I think those two things, and this is a perfect scenario for a distraction, because it's almost like, and I hate to say this, it's like reality TV playing out in its truest form. Even though we don't know what's real and what's not, too, because of fakes and all this kind of stuff. Uh, what is it? Uh, crisis actors. And so you don't really know, too, to a degree. It's tricky. Videos today where the guy was reverse engineering a lot of these Ukraine posts. Like people, because I'm like, okay, I'm seeing all this death and destruction, but I'm not getting a casualty count. And from what it, from what it seems is a lot of people are taking footage from air shows, footage from like old combat footage and then they're uploading it like mm-hmm. this is what's happening on the ground people have even gone so far as to take footage from video games and then put that in there and you're convincing people this is what's going on we are in the age of disinformation my friend so like you must do your due diligence but um yeah psychops that is fun <sighs> man all right what else we got on the docket um I wanted to talk about this Florida bill. Let me pull up Yahoo News, just kind of get the simple version. 
They wanted to pass a controversial new piece of legislation aimed at restricting schools in the Sunshine State, Florida, from teaching pupils about sexual orientation and gender issues with teachers opening themselves up to lawsuits if they fail to comply. It's dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill, but formerly known as Senate Bill 1834, Parental Rights and Education. And it was basically saying a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. Hold on, so you're saying they cannot have these discussions? Mm-hmm. Then, this is the kicker. So this is the last part that really uh, set it off. In addition, an additional amendment to the bill would further require schools to disclose whether a child is LGBT plus to their parents within six weeks of learning that they are not straight. Hold on, say that again? <laughs> and these are Yeah. It's an additional amendment to the bill that would further require schools to disclose whether a child is LGBT plus to their parents within six weeks of learning that they're not straight. How does the school find this out? I'm curious. It seems like don't ask, don't tell policy, but if we find out, we have to tell the parent. Yeah, that's basically how I was interpreting it. Um, I'm I don't know. My thoughts is like at that primary school age, the mind is very susceptible. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's you can, it's, I don't want to say the best time to brainwash, but that's when kids learn the most. So if you're programming certain agendas, certain ideologies into kids at that time, it will stick. So I kind of agree with the, hey, let's leave that out of the curriculum until you're old enough to make your own decisions and decide your own orientation. So yeah, I I, I haven't read the bill, but based on your, your paraphrasing, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah, it's just, I was torn on it. I'm with you, I'm leaning on that because, and we talked about having sex education in school from K through 12, but obviously it has to be age appropriate. I think it should, I'm not a parent, you are a parent. I feel like um, orientation should be left out until maybe high school and then you can start touching on it. And then college, obviously you can go full force, but. I would, I would say more like the age of 13, the whole when puberty is peaking and, and hormones and whatnot, because if kids are having hormones and they're finding attractions to opposite or same sex it should be having some explanation around 13 but okay. if you're seven and you're saying like hey you can be this way or you can be that way because we all know we can't say gay anymore but like um i i think it should be delayed a, a bit further high school i just the only reason i say no is because it seems a bit late like kids may go down their own path experiment okay prior to but I don't know, I'm torn, but it's definitely set off a firestorm here in Florida because Florida has a lot of people in alternative communities, especially Orlando, I can speak for Central Florida, definitely. Like it's very, uh, I guess, open and friendly and all that stuff. So not saying stuff doesn't still happen here, but you know, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out, but it's kind of like, I guess the irony and the hypocrisy of it is 
in a sense, our governor has talked about being like the last, one of the last states of freedom, yet you're trying to reduce freedom through legislation between the anti-protest bill and this. So, so I don't know. I'm kind of... How is that? What is the current policy on heterosexual discussions and how do you say primary school? I don't even think they should be talking about that. Like, I don't think they do. They? I don't, it's been a long time since I've been in grade school. I know. I remember sex ed. Oh man, seventh, eighth grade, maybe somewhere in there. Like we had a not sex ed with like intercourse, but we learned about like they. They separate the genders, of course, and then mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, like your body's producing testosterone, you're growing hair down here," and that was like maybe in fifth grade. And then further on, that was the whole, "Hey, this is intercourse. That's how you do the D." But like, what I'm saying is, they're not really discussing for kids right now. You're not talking about that, and it's kind of along the same lines as the can't say gay the homosexuality or, or, or whatever like they just leave sex in general out of school until you're like seventh grade um, okay i was wondering so in a nutshell i, I think you should kind of leave that for the parents for the most part to just stay safe on both sides because then the parents can control the narrative to their child mm-hmm. on what's appropriate or so it, it seems like it's kind of leaning that way. Like school shouldn't even really touch that. Um, that's what it's kind of looking like. But as you mentioned, the, the the lack of sex ed opens a lot of room for sexual predatory. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were talking about that pedophile movement trying to be another orientation on the alternative community. So um, notice that. Well, as well. I've had conversations with a buddy of mine and he was noting how the age of consent is getting lower and lower. In some states, it's lower than 16, which is wow. high. There's, did to think that there are legal, there's a legal process in place where grown adults can have sexual relations, if only through marriage or something like that with 16 year olds or, 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 or younger. So mm-hmm. there is movement, I do see it. And it's like, I don't know where this is trending to. Yeah, just be careful, parents, um, teachers, be careful. You know, just, that's all I can tell you. Just CYA, you know what I'm saying? Um, the last thing you want to talk about was gender neutral sports. You're talking, you're bringing this up. I thought it was an interesting concept. So, yeah, well, um, support the game, all that good stuff. But where I have concerns is with transsexuals in sports. They're gonna hate me, cancel me, whatever. I gotta speak my mind. So there is a trend of I don't know how to say this, ladies with penises that are dominating in sports with ladies without penises. As a man with a penis, I know that it comes with some advantages. My balls produce testosterone, which naturally makes gives me an advantage in an aggressive sport. And ladies with penises are going to weightlifting competitions, beasting it. Ladies with penises are going to swim competitions, beasting it. And it's like, perhaps the individual is so naive 
that they don't know that they have a natural advantage over a, over a woman without a penis. Perhaps it's they're, they're delusional. I don't know. The solution that I'm proposing is eliminate gender sports. And what I mean by that is I want ladies with penises to compete with males with penises. I want women without penises to compete with men with penises as well. I want everyone to play together. And that type of, it will evolve the sports. Right now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, the NFL wouldn't operate with with women without penises. Like they, I believe that there are women on the spectrum of strength, speed. Oh, you gotta be kidding. Yeah, I think it cut out. Yeah, they got cut off, but let's jump right back into it. I'm proposing that sports be eliminate gender in sports. You have one team, one league, NFL. You have men with penises playing with women with penises and women without penises, and in some case, men without penises. Y'all should all play together in one sport. And there are a lot of people who are thinking like, oh, you wouldn't have a lot of women participating in the NFL in that matter. Well, you have women with penises, but I still believe that there are women without penises who are just as tough, just as fast, and strong enough to play with uh, with men with penises. Because that's the way it's going now. It's like it's ridiculous. You, we just fine. If a uh, if a woman with a penis can go <laughs> and uh, and dominate the the weightlifting competition. Mm-hmm. That natural unfair advantage. Let's just change the game and, and see how that woman with the penis competes with men with penises and other women without them. That's mm-hmm. I think the only way that we can do this, or it's just gonna get stupid. Sports are just gonna—it's gonna get demoralizing. Like, but that's just my thoughts. How do you think the game would evolve? I—I I mean, I might be traditionalist or whatever. I like that it's men, women. Like, I like the separation. Um, when it comes to transsexual and all that, yeah, it does. For me, it gets confusing. Um, I do agree with aspects of what you're saying in the sense that if a woman, I guess a biological woman, I don't know the right term for this, was to... I'm just speaking to sex. Huh? Ain't no, uh, I'm just sticking to sex organs, penises and vaginas. Okay, women with, women with vaginas. Um, like you said, they're on the spectrum. They can compete um, with males. I say they should get a shot. Um, but other than that, I don't really see the need to change it. I do think with the transsexual, I do think they need a separate, just a separate lane just for them to compete. I hate to say it, but... But then um, how... Now, that means you have to have the transsexual females and then the transsexual males would need their own league. And then that, even we, when we discussed about from a military perspective, mm-hmm. complications. So the easiest way, even when we're talking about bathrooms, mm-hmm. it's where uh, we're, you just need unisex bathrooms. You need to have private unisex bathrooms, private secure unisex bathrooms, where because that's where it's going to. You can't have, oh, well, now we have women with penises using the same, how do you say, mm-hmm. using the same uh, restrooms as mm-hmm. women without them. 
And the thing is, if I, bearded Cameron Rock with penis, walks into the the female bathroom, it's like then I'm like I'm a jerk and an asshole and, and doing something Ill- almost illegal. Yeah. But it's like if I put on a skirt and say I'm a lady today, it's like I can do that. Yeah. So I'm just confused. The best way to do it is unisex unisex bathrooms, unisex sports, because it's getting complicated and weird right now. But that's all I got on the matter. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you on that, though, on, on some aspects and just open it up. I don't know. I'm still kind of traditional. I like the difference. That's what it is. Um, but we are in a new world, so. Sports team. Say again? What's your favorite sports team? Um, don't have many Football. anymore. <laughs> I'll just say the Knicks, just pick one. Well, we got the Knicks. While we have the WNBA, how would you feel if a woman without a penis was just playing in, uh, playing on the Knicks and, you know, like, beasting? I would actually be cool <laughs> with it. I'd be cool with it. I would be actually. cool with it, too. I think it would be fun to say. But yeah. the whole gender neutral sports thing it would encourage like the toughest hardest females to to go up because you know like yeah there may be some females who wouldn't meet the cut at first but women would emerge who would be able to fairly compete with men with penises and women with penises and it would be a fun it would be a fun game to watch that's just me personally i probably have to come around to it but i won't disregard it until i were to see it if that makes sense I still feel some type of way when I when I see a lady with penis with a penis like beasting on women without it. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. But uh, any shout outs? Yeah, I mean, uh, so always want to shout out Kim Iverson, you know, getting that free intel. Like she makes this job a lot easier. But, uh, you know, it's good to compare notes. Heather Austin, she runs a, a channel that's doing uh, helps build resumes and she's provided a free template. So I want to shout her out for that. Um, I believe it's Matthew Crowder from Trader University. Has a lot of great intel on, on Bitcoin and world politics, all that good stuff. And finally, Task and Purpose. I believe it's a veteran-run show and it's really great to compare notes with these two, two gentlemen on, on the intel they're providing. But that's all I got on my side. Nah, that's it, man. I'm just glad to be here. You know, Upgrade America 2.0. That's nope. it. But yo, everybody stay blessed. Be cool. You know, um, if World War Three is around the corner, then take some time. Spend with your loved ones and live with no regrets. Be kind to one another. Yeah. Happy Sunday. Peace. Peace.